Under the Helmet. You'll do your thing, all right? Don't be nervous, okay? The show that looks at long-term player value in fantasy football. It's the moment right here. We're going to have to decide what, what type of team we want to be. Building Dynasties each and every week. I don't even know your name. What's your name? Chad Parsons. I'm telling you, man, you're leading the league in hydration. I got a Dynasty team reaping rewards for the next decade. Find written and premium audio content at uthdynasty.com. Playing it safe in Dynasty means you're going to lose. Stop talking about it, man. Let's get this going right now. Welcome down to the helmet. I am Chad Parsons, and welcome to rookie drafting season. Who's excited? Who has got almost no sleep doing the UTH NFL draft guide this weekend? But who's super pumped to close the weekend with a weekly podcast going out to the masses talking about what's good in the world, uh, what's good in the dynasty space? I've been culling dynasty drafts live fire here over the weekend to get some good, solid early ADP and formulate a UTH draft plan for that UTH draft guide. So I will talk to you about the uh, post-draft update here and all the new features uh, that have been put into this. And frankly, it makes me look like the previous versions. Was I even trying? And I think that's what you want to do in life. You want to look back a year ago, five years ago and say, what was I doing? I was barely having a pulse, whether that's in Dynasty or in life. And in this episode, this week, I want to give you one big takeaway, one overarching macro thought to take from the NFL draft here at the skill positions and take it to your Dynasty player values, take it to your rookie draft planning, and just food for thought here. So let's start with the quarterback position. And I got two or three things. I'm going to distill it down to, to one big thing, which is and I heard them talking about it on the broadcast a little bit, but I think it spills over to Dynasty here because Superflex is becoming the mainstream format. And we saw a number of teams early and mid on day three take shots from guys like Jake Hayner, Stetson Bennett, Clayton Toon, uh, Jaron Hall, uh, even all the way down to Max Dugan, Tanner McKee. We saw and Dorian Thompson-Robinson. These teams took shots on young signal callers. They can develop and most of them have rushing upside. Most of them have that Konami code in terms of the fast track. Even if they're figuring things out as a passer, they can get it done fantasy-wise, filling in for the NFL team and also your dynasty team. And I think there's a corresponding dynasty point here because I was looking at ADP and what teams are doing in the third, fourth, and beyond of these super flex drafts. And these types of quarterbacks are widely available. So I would say this, you know, not 22-man rosters, not 25-man rosters. You can't really carry backup quarterbacks much at all. But when you get to 28, 30, and beyond, that's where, and especially if there's a taxi squad, that's where I think it makes some sense. Look at these guys with rushing profiles. Look at these possible winning backup roles in their rookie season. Some of these, they're the only other quarterback, like Stetson Bennett, uh, for example, uh, is the only other quarterback on that roster. Jaron Hall can win the backup job. Job Clayton Toon can win the backup job. And, and Jake Hayner might be on that pathway over the next 12 months or so. And, you know, you look at the, the landscape of, hey, I'm sitting at 310, I'm sitting at 402. And yes, you can trade that pick for a veteran. Yes, you can explore the marketplace. Yes, you can trade for future capital. You can trade back and get waiver dollars. You have a number of options. But I think people don't take up the, what if I just draft a guy that I like to profile? And yeah, he went in the fourth round. So what? If, if I hit on a guy that's going to be a multi-year 
back up in the NFL and we could have lightning in a bottle. This could be the new Brock Purdy. I like this ecosystem. I think he could develop into something. And if you don't have a clarified choice at running back, I think this needs to be a more viable option. And look at what the NFL is giving us. Looking back at last year, in this zone of the of the NFL draft, you basically had Bailey Zappi and Sam Howell. Both guys showed a little something, something. Sam Howell, heck, week one starter in this, this year and year two. And Bailey Zappi, he saw starting time last year. Both of them, to some degree, showed they have a pulse in the NFL. Look at this year. I just rattled off a bunch of guys. And they all could be viewed in that Bailey Zappi or Sam Howell mold. Moving on to running back. And the big point, I see a lot of hand wringing. Uh, after I finish my work, I go. I see what's going on in the marketplace. I see what Twitter is chattering about. And a lot of it is moaning and complaining that there weren't enough clarified, clear-cut, boy, isn't life easy, holding hands in the park with daisy chains everywhere uh, in a warm summer breeze. You got the picnic basket and, uh, you know, there's no bugs anywhere. Perfect 75-degree day. Well, you know what? Running back doesn't work that way. We know the guys that we like typically don't go to the spots we want. Yeah, B. John Robinson was a trendy pick to go to the Falcons, and people generally like that. That's a rarity. You know what? A lot of times we get Zach Charbonnet. Oh, no, he went to Seattle. But you know what he got? He got mid-round two pedigree, and he has a workhorse profile. He has a three-down profile for the NFL. And I'll say, what if that says more about Kenneth Walker than it says about Zach Charbonnet? The thing I was thinking about is, what did Zach Charbonnet do? He didn't do anything. What he did is he got round to a round two pick where Seattle might have, A, had a round one grade on him, or B, hey, we're really worried about Kenneth Walker. We don't like what we see. There's a limitation there, and we need somebody else. And worst case, Zach Charbonnet is sitting there, and he's a freaking hand grenade waiting for his opportunity where it's a committee, it's a committee, it's a committee. And then all of a sudden, Walker's out for a week, boom. Instant, high impact, high volume, market share starter. And yeah, the price is a little different than Alexander Madison years ago. Sometimes you get fortunate with that profile being mid-second round, late second round. And you know what? We got some of those this year. But Zach Charbonnet is also a quality profile in round two in that mold, not round three. So just rattle off, guys. And everyone's got their favorites. It seems like some people are giving uh, guys a pass. People are giving Roshan Johnson a pass. A lot of people are giving Zach Evans a pass. Interesting, but you're not going to give, you know, Kendra Miller, Zach Charbonnet a pass. Tank Bigsby is a big one. So I'll say this, running back is a week-to-week business. And a lot of these guys, are you good enough so that your, uh, your best ability is availability? Can you just be there? Be a presence because your time is going to come up. It might be week one. There might be an August injury. We see them every year. It might be week six. It might be week 14. And that's the moment. And we plug them in, whether we spent 105 on them, 205, or 310, or picked them up on the waiver wire because someone got antsy. And we sit there, and now we've got the dynamo, the stick of dynamite that we pulled off our bench. He's been sitting there for one month or three months. And now it's time. We plug them in big time. I always go back and, and say, Alexander Madison, We this is basically a worst case scenario of this entire thing. A running back with a three down profile, prototypical size, we know can tote the mail. He goes behind an in his prime Dalvin Cook. And he basically, his entire rookie contract is sitting, tapping his finger, waiting. And you know what? Sporadically, he saw opportunities. Not many, 
Not many. It didn't work exactly out like James Conner, who basically had a redshirt year, and then year two, we get the Le'Veon Bell situation, and boom, instant starting dominant running back. Just add water or just add Le'Veon. <laughs> it sounds like Evian. And and so uh, Alexander Madison is the opposite. You wait. You're super patient. You sit there. You accumulate more shares. We drafted them all over the place in the late second round, just like James Conner. So this is the life we live. But when you hit like James Conner, if you hit for half a season, if you hit for the right weeks, when you need the right guy, and all of a sudden now you're starting three, four running backs, that's what this whole thing is about. So good luck finding that predictability with some rando wide receiver you're drafting at 204. Good luck. Good luck having that amount of clarity. Oh, I'm starting DJ Chark this week because uh, so-and-so is out. Yeah, wide receiver, it doesn't really have that one-to-one transitive property like quarterback, like uh, running back, and to some small degree like, uh, like tight end in those premium formats. So again, there are so many guys that have the possibility to get running back three rolls, that one injury turns into running back two, and then you're stepping up the ladder again to running back one. So this is where it starts. It starts by being proactive and being open to the possibilities. There are running backs all over the place with intriguing profiles. This is a good class, a good deep class. And don't get me started on Jameer Gibbs because I see people hand-wringing about that too. You know how many classes we would love to have a running back go at 12 overall? We got two of them, two of them in this class, and we're going to complain about one of them. That's the world we live in, okay? So look in the mirror and say, thank goodness we got two running backs with that level of pedigree. And you know what? We're complaining about the guy that went 52 overall as well with a prototypical profile. Wanted to take a minute to tell you about the UTH premium offerings. I was busy Thursday night, Friday night. No live show this year. Uh, It wasn't Chad Parsons and friends, but here's what I committed to. It was the first year of launching this as a live product. Basically, as the draft was going on, once a pick was made at the skill positions in the first three rounds, I was basically recording a show live, three minutes, five minutes, seven minutes, depending on the player. And I talk about their profile. I talk about where they fit in the dynasty rookie draft decision-making matrix. And I talk about whether they have an elite profile or concerns and where they fit in a rookie drafting plan. Talk about that. There are dozens of shows. I put the over under at 18. I thought about 20, but I put it at 18 for skill position players on day two. And we rolled right through that. It ended up being, I think, in the mid 20s. And so it was a heater on Friday night. But you can go back there as a general manager plus subscriber. And all you have to do is go into the UTH premium feed and you're going to see all those shows just stacked up, dozens of them. So when you're thinking about your rookie draft, when you are, eh, what does Chad think about Tank Bigsby? Eh, what does he think about Jalen Hyatt? You're going to see all those things, all those little bite-sized chapters of basically a giant dynasty and rookie audio book. And that's just one of the features. I got so much positive feedback and I can't imagine now next year doing it differently. Love those live fire shows. It keeps me on my toes. And uh, that, that's just another one of the offerings of let's enjoy this process together. And, and I had a blast on Thursday and Friday, went into the data cave over this weekend and put out the UTH draft guide. More on that here uh, in the next segment. But uh, in terms of what you get, UTH trade calculator is already updated with all those values. UTH big board is up on the site. So you're going to get all that content because a lot of drafts, yeah, every once in a while, some of them start on the weekend here, but this coming Monday for the, about the next three, four weeks, 
it's rookie season, rookie drafting season, baby. So uh, you're going to be covered with UTH. You're going to have the exact plan that you need. You're going to have the premium podcast where we talk through a number of rookie draft scenarios, a number of different formats, so that you are more prepared than ever before. Whether it's diversifying within your portfolio, what kind of profiles are you looking to you know, get a little bit of, of, of different shares? And then where do you need to just strike? Strike and hammer over and over and over again because it's such a dominant value on the rookie draft board. Those are the types of things to go over here. So this is all about rookie drafts, all about strategy, and you're going to get a flood. You already have a flood. It's starting on Thursday. Um, but again, the site has largely been updated, and that, that's what late April into May is. It's about just going out there. It's a sprint. And, and basically, from Friday on through Sunday, my sole job for 48 hours is get the big board, get the draft guide, and get everything on the site ready to rock. Because May is where it's money season. The whole league wakes up, and you, you can draft and you can trade where everyone wakes up. You try to send trades in March, not everyone's there. Knock, knock, who's there? No one's home. So now you get deals done. 106, you try to shop that to move up, move down, move sideways, move out. A few weeks ago, crickets. Now you get to 106, people are interested. They know what player that is. They're going to get on the clock. They're like, I know who that is. That's Jordan Addison. I want a piece of that. You know, and now they're willing to talk. Knock, knock, who's there? Possible deal offer. I'm ready. So you got to be ready. You got UTH trade calculator, premium podcast, load your arsenal, have your best rookie drafting season ever. And you know what? You sign up to the trade calculator for at least three months, three months, 12 months. Again, you don't have to serve your time. Just sign up. If you have a startup draft this summer, boom, free custom draft board included. All you gotta do is send me an email with the format. When does it start? Let me know if rookies are involved, if it's an auction, uh, and I'm going to customize it to you. You'll be ready to go. I'm going to explain how to how to use the guide, uh, use the draft board, and that's just included. That's just a bonus because you know what? You can go in there. You can insert all the player values. You can get an idea, but I'll tell you, you uh, are going to have the bonus and benefit of being prepared, having UTH by your side if you ever have a startup draft and you are a trade calculator subscriber. So it's over at uthdynasty.com. Wide receiver position here from the 2023 NFL draft. Big takeaway here, landmines. Landmines and be sensitive. Wasting roster spots. See so many people where the ratios are all off. You got like 12, 12 wide receivers, five running backs. All wrong. Zip, zap, zip. Backwards. Playing reversey games. <laughs> so uh, when you go into a rookie draft like that, you can do it in one offseason. You can transform your team. It's about the ratio. You got to get more running backs. You got to get less wide receivers. You got to pare down. You got to optimize. And that means you got to think. You got to think during your rookie draft, I'm not going to do this again. I got five picks. Three of them can't be wide receivers. I'm sorry. You got to find really good values. You got to really set your sights. There's about three or four wide receivers. I looked at the board versus my, the UTH big board versus ADP, scoured it uh, here uh, you know, in the hours before this show, getting ready for my own drafts. And honestly, there's two, three, maybe four players I could see getting, period. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to be freaking selective. Because if you know, I, I roll in and I find value, say in round one with one of those first round wide receivers, Quentin Johnston at a certain point, you know, or I, I find value with Marvin Mims, or uh, just insert you know a player, a specific player, then I know for the rest of the draft I got to be even more sensitive. It's got to be such an 
unruly value just just heaping over my head that I cannot deny it. And then you know what? It's kind of like drafting a third quarterback in a, in a one quarterback format. You got to have an exit plan. And if you don't, this perpetuates. All of a sudden, you pick up your, your whoever your new uh, Chad's version of Jeff Janice is, and you hold that guy. Boy, he's going to be great. Is that A.T. Perry? Is that Trey Palmer? Who is it? Antoine Green? Ronnie Bell? I'm just picking random guys <laughs> that you should never think that about. Charlie Jones? Man, I love that guy. My, friends, my friend was his roommate. Awesome. Awesome story, bro. <laughs> you can't draft him in, in, in Dynasty. Sorry. And, and so you really have to just be stringent. It's a tough, cold business. When I say like with the running backs, oh, this guy could win the running back three job. I'm in. I'm interested. 308. Give me all the shares. I want all them rookie picks. I want all them running backs. It's different. It's different at wide receiver. These guys are a dime a dozen. Oh, this guy's athletic. Yeah, so are 20 other guys. Oh, this guy was productive in college. Oh, so was 15 other guys. Uh, this guy, uh, you know, but you know what? Not many have round one pedigree. Not, not many this year have day two pedigree and elite profiles. That's basically the list right there. Who else? Just cross them out. Literally cross the guys off. And, you know, hopefully find value. So, you know, everyone now is racing about Jonathan Mingo. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. He went 39 overall in the draft. He could be the wide receiver one for Bryce Young. Tremendous. What are the odds it works out? Not overly high. I'll just say that. And there's a big difference between round one and round two. Huge difference. And I'll tell you this. Something that you're going to get in the, uh, the UTH draft guide. You're going to get the elite versus non-elite profiles. Going to talk you through those breakout rates. And you're going to get to see um, on the decision-making matrix, um, you know, uh, where they slot in with, uh, with different wide receivers, different zones, and the hit rates, I'll just teaser, drastically different. And most of them don't hit the mark. And you literally just cross them off. Cross them off, and you're, you know, if you're in 10 different leagues in various spots, maybe you end up with one share of all those guys, of all those non-elites, those have-nots. So, again, you know, you got to have a plan. You got to stick with it. And this is the time to execute the plan, have a plan, refine the plan, study the plan. But when you get in live fire, you actually have to do the plan. And wide receiver is a critical element. Finally, the tight end position. What do we learn? What's the storyline here? What's the takeaway towards your rookie drafts? And I'm going to tell, some, tell you something that is probably going to make you a little nervous. It's going to make you feel a little weird because obviously in stock formats, this is not a popular, sexy position. And in premium formats, a lot of people don't take it seriously enough. I'm going to say this. This is what you've been waiting for. It's like, this is the signal, Jerry, to channel George Costanza. This is the signal. You get the 2023 class. What do you get? You get a first round dominant Dalton Kincaid profile. Goes to Josh Allen. Oh, he's going to play a big slot. Sounds like you don't get point per block leagues. <laughs> that sounds like a perfect scenario. Sounds like what we're looking for. Michael Mayer, people still drafting him relatively high. He went in the early second round. You got Sam Laporta going higher than people thought. Follow that up with another top 50 pick, Luke Musgrave. Got Tyler uh, Tucker Craft going to the same Green Bay depth chart. Darnell Washington could be a value play in your formats. Britton Strange, round two pedigree. Luke Schoonmaker goes to Dallas. It's like, are you not entertained? That's a lot here at the tight end position. So I'll, set, I'll, I'll charge you with this. I know a lot of times you're going to sit there. It's going to be 1.5 PPR. It's going to be 2 PPR. It's going to be tiered point per target, extra yardage 
you know, 0.15. And some of them, you're going to tack that on to start two. And you're going to sit there and you're going to talk yourself out one or two times in your draft from just sitting there and taking tight end, playing the premium, playing the format. And you know what? For all the years you don't force it and you sit there. I remember Jordan McNamara and I, you know, we took Jeremy Ruckert last year because you know what? We missed out. We missed out on some other guys that we liked. And so we took Jeremy Ruckert. Oh, he's a falling, you know, flimsy, flimsy 101 overall pick. I mean, look at how many guys you got 101 or earlier in this year's class. You got nine of them. Nine tight ends went in the top 101. So enjoy it. Just like the Mackinac Peaches, the Summer of George, let the juices drip down your chin at the tight end position. This is the year you can fix it. If it's 1.75, 2 PPR, you almost have to view that as a start too. Flex them all. Get them all in there. Attack. They're all swords. They're all weapons. And they score well. Like I, I mean, it's hard for people to get their heads around this, but in two PPR, a tight end catches 50 balls. That's a wide receiver catching 100. So, I, I, again, this is the class. This is the class to go all in. If you have seven picks, four times the best player at, at, at that spot might be a tight end if you're looking at the UTH board. So just be ready for that. And I'll, I'll say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. This is the year to, to load up. This could really change the course of your team. You could be light at tight end. Again, we're not drafting for need. We're playing the format. We're drafting for the format. We're drafting the best player, asset, and profile for the format. And I'll tell you, she'll be coming around the mountain. It's coming around in 2023 here. So it wasn't quite there in 2022. It's not every year. It's not every class. 2021 was was okay. But, uh, you know, 2020, we had one pick in the top 90, Cole Komet. I mean, this is it. Like I said, the Mackinac Peaches, it's here. It's here. It's just for a few weeks. You eat them by the pound, by the bushel basket. Those are tight ends. Gobble them up, your premium formats. Drink it up. Drink up that milkshake. So, Dalton Kincaid, yeah, I'm all in. Sam Laporta, Musgrave, Schoonmaker, Kraft, a little bit of Darnell Washington. I'm open to a lot of things. A lot of things. You have the picks. You have the arsenal. You have the weapons. And now it's time to execute at the tight end position. Record signups over at UTH Patreon over the past four to six weeks. And why is that? Everyone wants the free UTH NFL draft guide. Used to sell it 25, 30 bucks a pop. Now you pay less than that. You get bonus content over at UTH Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash UTH. You get all the bonus content. You get into the VIP chat. Dozens of the best and most dominating dynasty owners on the planet. Talking strategy right now, it's rookie drafts. It's blowing up. People talking about scenarios, trading, everyone's helping everybody. It is iron sharpening iron, or is it steel sharpening steel? I don't know, some type of metal, hitting other metal, making things better, making it sharper, tougher. And this draft guide, blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, and, and, you know, I have an analogy here where someone says, you know, I can't believe, you know, you pay 60 bucks an hour for a piano lesson or, you know, uh, 80 bucks, you know, for a, for a tennis lesson or, or just whatever skill. And someone explained it to me, one of my musician friends when I was in the military and they said, you know, you're not paying just for that hour or just for that 30 minutes or just for literally those minutes and that hour, what you're paying for is that person's entire life, those thousands of hours when they were a kid, they were an adolescent, they were a young adult, they were a professional in their craft and honing their skills their entire life for that moment. 
so that they can teach you whatever it is and that they have the profile to be able to teach you, have that experience of performing. If it's a sport, if it's music, if it's academics, whatever it is, teaching, having all those skills, you're paying for all of that. And in this draft guide, you know, signing up to be a VIP, signing up to be a UTH patron, you're getting everything that I've poured into it over the years, honing my skills, sharpening the tools to become a better dynasty analyst and owner myself. And frankly, I always say year over year, you got to be look back uh, 12 months ago and say, I was an idiot. I don't even know what I was doing. And you know what? I added so many new things here that make a difference to the, to the draft guide that last year's in comparison is an absolute joke. It's a laughing joke this year. It's serious. It's about dominating. And you know, I put so many new things in it. We got early ADP. I have a decision making matrix that is going to clarify decisions for you. It's going to explain the why it's going to tell you when to trade up, when to trade back, when to trade out, when you're not getting good equity on your picks at 205, 301, 106, whatever it is. We got three big boards custom built. You're going to have PPR one quarterback, you are gonna have super flex, and then you're going to have the two PPR or two tight end board custom built. You're going to get decision-making matrix for those same three formats. Color-coded, you got the prospects on the right. So easy. It's color-coded by the, the, the strength of their profile. Too easy. It's Duplo blocks. It's paint by number, but it also explains the why. You have 40 pages of text and charts. You've also got an Excel file with all the charts you need that I just explained. A difference-making comparable prospect matrix. And this is going to help you win. Gives you the historical data. It gives you all the profiles on the players. And it also talks about draft class strength. I also at the end do a, do a prediction of looking ahead. You think tight end strong? How does 2024 look? Maybe you want to take advantage now. Maybe it looks even better next year. Those are the types of things that the skill position where NFL teams do it. And so should we get all that for free. Sign up, try it out, get in the VIP chat. This is the month to do it. You missed the pre-draft discussion. You missed being in there, but you know what? You can catch up on the podcast. You can catch up on those dozens of shows that are player spotlights. So be part, of the, be part of the show. Sign up for one month. Kick the tires. See what you think. Get the draft guide. Have it help you. Listen to the uh, accompanying podcast that guides you through, talks you through everything you need to understand, digest, and then implement that UTH NFL draft guide. So patreon.com slash U-T-H. All the offerings, as I already mentioned earlier in the show, on UTHDynasty.com. Let's get to it. This is fun. We enjoy the NFL draft. We, we digest it. And now it's time to go into our leagues. The league is woken up. Are you going to take advantage? Are you going to seek out every opportunity to trade, to draft best player available, to sculpt your team in your mind's eye and optimize every single drip of roster spot? I charge you with that this week, and I charge you with that this month, and I charge you with that this 2023 Dynasty Rookie Drafting Season. I'm Chad Parsons. Until next time, never settle, refuse to be average, and keep building those dynasties.